0: point. Key point number four, God will affirm his plans for you through your time and prayer. He will affirm his plans for you through your time and prayer. Let's look at verse 11. And he continued there a year and six months teaching the word of God among them. Now you might be, you might read that with me and you might be going, I didn't see the word prayer there. (laughs) <laughs> in fact it didn't say anything about prayer it just said that he stayed there for 18 months a year and six months and he was teaching the word of God among them well true we didn't see the word prayer there but let me, let me share a couple of things with you Paul was in Corinth for a year and a half and Luke mentions that Paul did a lot of teaching during that time but keep in mind that Paul didn't just do a lot of teaching what else was Paul doing Paul was writing. We we mentioned this last week. Paul wrote 1 and 2 Thessalonians while he was in Corinth. So, what can we do? What was Paul doing? What was he consumed with for that 18 months that he was in Corinth? Well, what we can do is we can turn to 1 and 2 Thessalonians, and we can read there, and we can see what was he consumed with? What was it that he was doing during that 18 months Luke tells us one of the things was he was teaching, and he did a lot of teaching. But let me share with this. Let me read from, from these two letters, which, by the way, total eight chapters. You have five chapters in the first letter, three chapters in the second one. But let me tell you what consumed the Apostle Paul. And let me see if you can pick up on the theme of what was consuming the Apostle Paul. Listen to this, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. We always thank God For all of you, mentioning you in our prayers, we continually remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Hmm. Listen to this, first, first, that was the first chapter. What about the second chapter? And we also thank God continually, because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of men, But as it actually is the Word of God, which is at work in you who believe. Hmm, seems like Paul is consumed with prayer. What about 1 Thessalonians, the third chapter? How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy we have in the presence of our God because of you? Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus clear the way for us to come to you. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else just as ours does for you. May he strengthen your heart so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. That's three chapters. What is he saying? We are consumed with prayer. We we know that we're following God's will. We know we're in alignment with God's word. We know that we're doing these things. And he tells us over and over. We thank God. We were up day and night praying for you. We did this over and over. Listen to this. Look at First Thessalonians chapter 5. May God Himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, the one who calls you, is faithful and he will do it. First Thessalonians 5:28. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. What about Second Thessalonians? We always ought to thank God for you, brothers, and rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more. What about Second Thessalonians verses 11 through 12? With this in mind, we constantly pray for you that our God may count you worthy of His calling, and that by His power He may fulfill every good purpose of yours and every act prompted by your faith. We pray this so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. the second chapter in Second Thessalonians. But we ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers, beloved by the Lord, because God chose you as the first fruits to be saved through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth. To this he called you through our gospel so that you may obtain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. May our Lord Jesus himself and God our Father who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good and deed. And then 2 Thessalonians, the end of the last chapter. Finally, brethren, pray for us. Pray for us that the word of the Lord may speed ahead and be honored has happened among you and pray that we may be delivered from wicked and evil men for not everyone has faith but the lord is faithful and he will strengthen and protect you from the evil one we have confidence in the lord that you are doing and will continue to do the things that we command may the lord direct your hearts into god's love and christ's perseverance now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way the Lord be with you all. Second Thessalonians 3.16. So you think Paul was consumed with something during that year and a half? It, listen, I get it. We're reading in Acts chapter 18. We get to this verse 11 and it's just Luke is going, hey, he spent a year and a half. He spent 18 months there and he did a lot of teaching. But I want you to notice When you see what God, what Paul was doing, he wasn't just teaching. When you see what he was doing, he was teaching and he was consumed with prayer. Why? Because God will affirm his plans for you through your time in prayer. Those are the things that are, that are key for us. Uh, As your pastor, I want you to know God's will and how to align your life with God's will. I want you to, to know God's will, God's plan for your life. I want you to be able to, to learn, uh, align your life with, with confidence and know that you're going in the right direction. One of my favorite passages is Jeremiah 29, 11. Here's what it says. It says, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope, and a future. What an incredible promise of God. Jeremiah 2911. The plans I have for you. I, I, I got good plans for you. not not to not harm, not those, not things that are gonna harm you, plans for, for prospering, plans for you to have hope in a future. Several years ago I had someone ask me, Is it fair for us to claim Jeremiah 2911 for our own lives? since God was clearly and actually speaking these words to offer hope to the Babylonian exiles? Well, first of all, what an incredibly insightful question, right? I mean, and it's a fair question. They're looking at it and going, yeah, that's a promise of God to, for you know, prosperity and the, you know, not to harm and a great hope and a great future. But he was speaking that to the Babylonian exiles, Is it fair, is it right for me to make application of that verse to my own life? And here's my response. When you learn to discern the voice of God, and you know the character of God, and you listen to his voice, then here's what you discover. You discover that the same hope that he offered to the Babylonian exiles is the same hope that his character offers you. So can we make application of Jeremiah 29, 11, even though it was written for Babylonian exiles, can we make application of that and say with confidence that God is saying to you, I know the plans that I have for you. I've got a plan. I have a will. I have a desire for your life. Plans for you to prosper, not to harm you. Plans for you to do great things great things, a hope and a future. Can we claim that as our own? Yes. Why? Because the character of God offers us that same hope. In fact, we should should even greater have application because we recognize how we get that hope is through Jesus Christ. So we have an even greater hope than the Babylonian exiles did. Because we recognize how God fulfills that hope, and he does it through Jesus Christ. When you know the character of God, you can know his voice, and we can learn that that same hope is available. I think Henry Blackaby, who is the author of a book called Experiencing God, he best summarizes what we've just seen in Acts chapter 18. And I will allow his quote to be our one last thought. God speaks by the Holy Spirit through the Bible, prayer, circumstances, and the church to reveal himself, his purposes, and his ways. Henry Blackaby. Let's pray.